ever wondered what it is that the happiest and healthiest people out there are doing day in and day out? I know I have, because who doesn't want to be a little bit healthier and a little bit happier? I've got eight things to share with you that I'm working on adding to my life, and maybe you will be inspired to add them to yours too. Are you ready to make a change in your life, but not sure where to start? Welcome to Moms on the Rise, where we believe that as moms and as women, we can choose to create a life we love. I'm Camille Beckstrand, a mindset coach and fellow mom on this journey of rising up in all areas of our lives. So join me and let's rise together. Welcome back to Moms on the Rise. I'm so glad that you are here. Today, I wanted to share some things that I've been working on for the past few years, some daily habits. And they have really completely changed my life and not only helped with my health, but also have helped me to feel happier. And these are habits that I have noticed people around me do, people that I want to be like, people that are a little bit healthier and are a little bit happier. And so I start to incorporate them into my life. Now, we just came out of the month of January the month of really big goals and intentions and dreaming of what we want this month and this year to look like, right? But did you know there is actually a day in January called Quitter's Day? It's the second Friday in January, and it's the day that they have found most people give up on their resolutions. And so, I mean, by that point, you're about two weeks into this new goal. And for a lot of people, it just becomes too much because they went from where they were, which was like ground zero, to the very opposite extreme of trying to do this goal and go all in. And it's just usually not something that's super sustainable. And that's why so many times we fail at our goals. But I wanted to offer you a different solution for this year. Because what if instead of goals, these really big lofty goals, what if instead you worked on habits? And here's why habits are so important. You are what you repeatedly do. And so the habits you do every single day will really amount to the biggest changes in your life. We talk about this all the time. It's the little things that make the biggest difference. Now, those changes don't happen overnight. They don't even happen in a week or sometimes a month, but it's that slow and steady effort that makes the change happen. And when you look back, that's when you can see the transformation. I have learned time and time again, through trial and error, that it's the small and simple things that I continue to do consistently that lead to the biggest change and lead to the results and those goals that I want. So please don't underestimate the power of really small actions or really small habits that you repeat daily over time because those actions add up. Habits are usually simple to do and you can honestly start today Every day is an opportunity for a fresh start when it comes to your habits and those daily choices that you make. Every choice that you make is a vote for future you and who you want to become. So make your vote count every single day. Make your choice count every single day. Get into the habit of choosing what's going to be best for you and choosing what's going to lead you to who you want to become. So I have found that most people who seem to be not only the healthiest, but also the happiest have these simple daily habits in their lives. And I wanted to share them with you today. And these are habits that I have been working on for many years. And I'm going to continue to do that this year. Sometimes for me, 
It's just about coming back to the basics and refocusing on these simple habits every day. So habit number one, they drink more water and they mostly drink only water. So we all know we're supposed to drink water, right? But this was such a big struggle for me. And even in the winter, I can tell I drink so much less. So can I share some benefits of drinking water that I have noticed in my life as I've worked on making this a habit in my life? First of all, water helps to keep all of your bodily functions functioning. I used to really struggle with my digestive system, and I know that one of the biggest things that has helped me is drinking water. When I don't drink enough, things just don't flow as easily as they should. Water also helps to flush out toxins from your body. You don't need to do a special detox. Just drink more water. And if you don't drink enough water, I found that I get headaches. And this happens for a lot of people. Another thing about water, did you know that if your body is dehydrated, it's more likely to hang on to additional fat storage? Isn't that interesting? So if you're struggling with losing weight, check yourself. See, do you need more water? Another one of my favorite benefits of water is clearer skin something we all want, right? That glowing, beautiful skin. Maybe we need to drink more water. As a mom, it's super easy for me to get mom brain or brain fog, but drinking water actually does help with mental clarity. I feel like so many times in the afternoon, especially, I used to turn to caffeine because I needed that pick-me-up. I was feeling so tired. I was feeling sluggish, but honestly, what would benefit your body more is water. A good rule of thumb is to drink about eight glasses a day or 64 ounces. And when I first started trying to drink more water, I felt like I was going to the bathroom all the time. I didn't realize how little water I actually drank each day. It was a little torturous to drink that much water every day at first, but I kept adding more and more as my body grew more used to it. And so now I drink upwards of about 100 to 120 ounces a day. I love water. It's basically the only thing that I drink. Sometimes I'll add electrolytes to my water, but that's about it. I just love plain water. I also learned I do better with room temperature water. I always used to add ice to my water, but I can drink a lot more if it's not freezing cold, especially in the winter. I need it to be not so cold. In the summer, I love a good ice water, but for the rest of the year, it's that room temp water that helped me so much. Some people swear by drinking water with lemon in the morning and it just helps them with their digestive system. I haven't tried it, but I've heard really good things about it. So you'll have to give it a try. That is habit number one, something as simple as just drinking more water and it could have a huge impact on your daily life. How cool is that? Okay, habit number two of people who are a little bit healthier and a little bit happier is that they take a few minutes of quiet time by themselves each day, mostly in the mornings, without their phone. So as I observed people who were just healthier and happier than me. This was something that stuck out to me. This looked different for each person, but for some, it was taking a few minutes to pray or meditate or just quietly sit each morning before jumping into the craziness of the day. And so to make this work for me, I have to do this before my kids wake up for the day. So it does require me to wake up a little bit earlier than I used to, but it's so worth it for me. And I know I just talked about my morning routine a few episodes ago. I think it was episode 35. So jump back to that one if you want to hear about my morning routine and what works for me. But this is something that helps me to really think about my day, what I want to focus on throughout that day, and kind of set my intention for the day. And this is something that has helped me so much to just take those few minutes and think about it to ease into my day. 
Now, the big thing about this daily quiet alone time is that they do it without their phone. And this took some getting used to for me because when I used to wake up in the morning, I'd roll over and just look at my phone, see what text messages I missed, see what notifications I missed. And sometimes starting my day off with that kind of messed up my day. Like if I got a text in the night that was about work or like somebody who wasn't happy with me, that just set me up for a bad day. So for me, I found that it's best for me to not look at my phone for about the first hour of the day. I make sure that I've had quiet time to intentionally set my day and that I've been able to pray and have some quiet time and even worked out before I take my phone off of sleep mode. I am in such a better headspace when I choose to start my day with me thinking about what I want to do without my phone. And so if you haven't done this, whether it's starting your day off with some quiet time for yourself and doing it without a phone, I challenge you to try it. This habit is a good one. Habit number three of healthier and happier people is that they go outside every day for just a few minutes. This habit is something that I didn't really believe in until I started to try it. There has been so much research out there that shows if you go outside every day, even for just a few minutes, and especially in the morning, it will help your body have lower risk of depression, anxiety, and anger, which is something I'm sure we could all use more of, right? A lower risk of that. It can also help you have improved concentration and attention, which for me, I kind of hit a slump every afternoon as a work at home mom. The afternoons tend, to, I kind of just get tired and I need a little pick me up. There is also research that proves that people who go outside are more active and that they get better sleep at night because that natural light helps balance your sleep and energy use. Just from going outside, I actually had some blood work done a couple of months ago and discovered I'm very deficient in vitamin D. Now, I can take a supplement, and I actually do, but the doctor that I was working with just recommended that I get outside for 15 to 20 minutes a day and just let the sun fall on me, (laughs) and my body will produce that vitamin D. So I was thinking about it, and as a work-from-home mom, there really are days where I don't leave my house. I get my kids out the door for school, And then I park it in front of my computer and get to work. And then when they come home from school, I'm in the car doing carpools to all their activities. I'm helping with homework. I'm making dinner. And then it's time to get them ready for bed. And we do it all again the next day. And it's dark outside by that point. And the day is done. And honestly, I wasn't going outside hardly at all. No matter the season, no matter the weather, I just wasn't going outside. And it was just kind of eye-opening to me that, huh, I didn't ever really think about this. So... I've started to take a quick morning walk or a lunch break walk. It's just a couple minutes long and it's winter time right now and it's very cold where I live in Utah, but there are some beautiful winter sunny days and I just bundle up and I go. I go outside for just a few minutes. It is crazy to me, but it has actually helped a lot with my winter blues. This has probably been one of the best winters for me as far as just that seasonal sadness goes. And this outside walk is actually something I look forward to each day. I feel better. I'm moving my body. And here is what is funny too. Well, it's not really funny, but it's awesome. I am actually sleeping better. I wear a ring at night that tracks my sleep. And since incorporating this daily walk outside, I am sleeping so much better. I'm sleeping deeper. I'm sleeping longer. I'm like not waking up as much. It's crazy. So this is a habit that I'm going to keep working on and including it in my life. And if you are somebody who is struggling with seasonal sadness or struggling with 
just getting good deep sleep, I challenge you to try to get outside every day and see if it helps. Habit number four is a bedtime routine. Now, there is a lot of talk about morning routines, but have you ever thought about your nighttime routine? And so a good morning routine starts the night before. And as I observed just the healthiest and happiest people in my life, I saw that what they all had was a nightly bedtime routine. And so a few podcast episodes ago, I deep dived on my morning routine like I talked about. And honestly, what you do the night before really does set the tone for the kind of sleep that you're going to have and then for what your morning is going to look like. And I have actually been working on my bedtime routine. I feel like I figured out my mornings and what works for me. And now what I'm focusing on is my bedtime routine. I heard this simple three to one strategy from Mel Robbins. So this is how it goes. Three hours before bed, no more food and alcohol. And the reason behind that is to let your body start to digest your food before you go to sleep so that you can actually rest instead of working all night to digest the food you ate right before you went to bed. You will sleep better and sleep deeper if you don't eat right before bed. Isn't that fascinating? Plus, because you're not drinking anything, you get up to pee less in the night, which is a plus for me too. (laughs) Two hours for bed, no more work. So you have to let your brain start to shut down. No one likes to work right up until the moment they go to sleep. It's a lot of stress and your brain is usually turned on and active. Now, I know there are seasons in our lives where we have to do this. As a work-from-home mom who's been raising babies for the whole time, I know there were times in my life where that was the only way I could do it. I would put my kids down and then I would work from like 9 p.m. until midnight every night and then crash. And so recognize that there are seasons of life, but that's what we have to do is keep it a season. Don't make this a part of your normal life just for those seasons. And then one hour before bed, no more screen time. So that means shut off the phones, shut off the TVs and the computers. And what I have started to do during this time is I have started to read an actual physical book and I love it. Your body doesn't do great with all that blue light right before going to sleep. And so using that hour to kind of calm your brain down with a book, I like to like wash my face and get ready for bed with brushing my teeth, all of that. And just kind of lets my body know, oh, we are moving into sleep time. She also added that 10 hours before bed, that's when you have to stop drinking caffeine. That is what has been found to give you the best night's sleep. And then one last thought about a bedtime routine. Something that I have learned is the importance of going to bed around the same time each night and waking up the same time each morning. I'm not great at it. This is something I'm working at. And I have teenagers. And so that means on the weekends, they're out super late at night. And of course, I'm not getting to bed before they come home. And so it does throw this off, but I'm doing the best I can. And that's what we focus on. But that is something that has helped me so much is getting in that habit of going to bed at the same time every single night. And then going back to my ring that I wear at night that tracks my sleep. When I do this, I actually have the most energy and I get a way better night's sleep. So bedtime routine is a habit that has made a big difference for me and I want to continue to work on and perfecting, not perfecting, but progressing (laughs) in my life. All right, habit number five of people who are a little bit healthier and happier is that they move every single day. Now you'll notice that I didn't say exercise every single day. Movement is exercise, but I love thinking of it as movement because bodies are made to move. 
And people who are healthier and happier, they know this. And so I found that a part of taking care of me is finding a way to move that feels good to me too. And that's what I noticed as I was observing habits of these people is that they were intentionally moving and it looked different for every single one. I used to think of exercise as punishment, like I dreaded it because I thought it had to look a certain way. I thought it had to be really intense and I had to be really sweaty and grunting in order for it to be effective. But I love the idea that movement is just a celebration of what your body can do. Have you ever been injured? Jared broke his foot a couple of years ago. And right now I'm actually dealing with some knee pain. They think it's arthritis in my knee. And it's completely changed the way that I have to move my body. And I love finding ways that actually feel good to my knee to move. And it has become a celebration of like, oh my gosh, look what my body can still do. Even though I'm having problems, even though there's some arthritis in there, like I'm so grateful that I can still move this way. And so I do make an effort to move every day. I love to walk. I love yoga and stretching. I love strength training. And so these are the things that make me happy. These are the things that feel good to my body. I also love listening to podcasts or books while I work out. It's like I'm learning and I'm moving at the same time, and it's just become one of my favorite things to do. So I hope that you find a way to move your body in a way that feels good to you. That's a celebration of what you can do because that helps to make this habit easy. All right, the sixth habit is that these people who are a little bit healthier and happier eat more fruits and vegetables every day. Now, you will notice that I didn't say these people ate less. They aren't restricting themselves. They're not on diets, but what they do is they eat more, more of what fuels their body more of what their body needs and wants. And I knew that as I observed their diets and kind of what they were eating, so many of them were eating so many colorful fruits and vegetables, and it was all day long. And I knew that this was an area of my life where I needed to improve. The daily recommendation is five servings of fruits and vegetables per day. So I decided that is what I was going to do. For those of you who are in the Mommy Tummy Fix program, you know That's one area that we focus on is getting in five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. And when I first started doing this, it was so hard. It was eye-opening to see how few servings I was actually getting. I don't think I realized and I don't think I was honest with myself about how little fruits and vegetables I really was eating. And so what I would do is just try to add one to two servings every single meal or eat it as a snack. Even sometimes still doing this gets tricky. Okay, if I'm going to serve a fruit and a vegetable with every meal, what is it going to be? I found that one way that helped me is to make a smoothie because I could knock out two or three servings just like that. So smoothies have been a lifesaver in my life. Another thing that I did was just try new recipes every single week. I would pick one recipe, like it's usually a vegetable, and it was just a different way to prepare it or a different way to season it or a different way to cook it. And because I needed to find how I like to eat vegetables. Or I would buy new vegetables at the store and we would try them together as a family. I learned that I love Brussels sprouts. I was 39 years old when I discovered that. How sad that I didn't ever try them before, but it was because I thought, I probably won't like those. They look gross, but actually they're delicious. And so I was so glad that I challenged myself to just buy a new vegetable and try to find a new way to prepare it. And doing that once a week just opened our eyes as a family to all the different ways you can eat vegetables. I have a friend who told me that her goal is to try and eat the rainbow 
every single day in her fruits and vegetables. So that means she's eating something red, something orange, yellow, green, blue, and purple. And this is kind of fun visually, especially if you have little kids. I've got this cutest little first grader and she loves rainbows. She loves colors. And so when we can look at the food we are eating and list off the different colors of the rainbow, it was so much fun. Also, another thing was that I loved the way my plate looked with lots of different colors. We eat with our eyes first. And so if we can make our plate look appealing with yummy colors and just fun things, we're going to want to eat it even more. Now, I want you to know I was not perfect at getting my five servings of fruits and vegetables every day, but I was trying. And because I intentionally chose to do this, it usually was top of mind for me, like just thinking about, okay, at this meal, I need to try and find a fruit and a vegetable that I can eat. And it just made a world of difference. Also, eating fruits and vegetables, eating those five servings helped so much with my digestion issues. Why is that word so hard today? I don't know. But it was crazy how much that helped with bloating and different things that I was experiencing just by adding fruits and vegetables. It's crazy, but that is such a good habit to try to incorporate into your life. Okay, the seventh habit is journal writing. Do you write in a journal? I used to be so good at this as a kid. I wrote in my journal or read my diary almost every day from about sixth grade on. And then when I got to college, it kind of turned into a weekly thing because life got busy and I had roommates and I just didn't have that downtime to write in it. And then when I got married, it just stopped. And I felt like I was forgetting so much of the things that were happening because I wasn't writing them down and life happens every day and those memories just kind of get pushed away. What's cool is that there are so many things that journaling can do to actually help you in all areas of your life, both with health and with happiness. And so here's what research has proven it can do for people who write in a journal, even for just a few minutes every day. It can reduce your stress, improve memory. It helps with your mental health because it gets it out of your head. It brings more gratitude into your life. It helps you to be in a better mood, which we all need, right? Helps you to achieve your goals. What a cool thing. It gives you more confidence. It may help reduce PTSD symptoms, which that's huge for people who are experiencing that. And then it also can help with anxiety. I knew that I needed to incorporate journal writing into my life, but I didn't know how to do it in a way that felt doable, right? So a few years ago, I started writing in this journal I got on Amazon and it's called One Line a Day. And just every day, you literally write one line. And I'll put a link in the description to this because this journal has become so fun. It actually gives you space for like five little lines, but you get to choose what you, how much you want to write. But it felt doable to me. And I do it every morning just after my prayer or my quiet time. And sometimes I'll just write something I'm grateful for, or I'll write something that happened that day, or I'll write a funny story that I want to remember. Or sometimes I'll write about the really hard thing that I'm facing. And oh my gosh, it is so crazy to go back and see what I have been through. I have been doing this for almost four years now. I started during the pandemic and I've only missed a handful of days, but I love having that resource for me. Because sometimes Camille from the past has amazing ideas for Camille in the future and great advice for me. It's sometimes when something feels like a really big problem that I'm going through, writing it out helps so much. And because it's only one line, it just takes a few minutes every single day. And if you don't have a few minutes for you in your day, you might want to take a hard look at your life because you could really benefit from that and your mental health could benefit from that too. So it's a great habit to start to work into your life. 
All right. The eighth habit that I wanted to share with you is focusing on daily wins. The happiest and the healthiest people that I know, they do this. And it goes hand in hand with journal writing. And so I read a book by Ben Hardy called The Gap in the Game. And so many times I would get stuck on focusing on how I was not enough or how I was failing at this or that. Sometimes all we need to feel better about ourselves is a shift in perspective. And I have seen this in other people and the people that I admire and the people that I look up to. They focus on their wins. They celebrate their little victories. It takes work and it takes effort to really think about the ways in which you won today. For me, it's so easy to think about like, I was a terrible mom. I yelled at my kids today or I let my kids have too much screen time or I didn't make a better effort at spending time with Jared or I took the kids to McDonald's for dinner because I was too tired to cook. I just couldn't do it. And I have to stop myself right there and kind of talk myself through it. And so first of all, I would say something like, hey, it's a huge win that you care so much for the people around you because that says a lot about the person you are. You care for people. Also, it's a huge win that you fed your kids dinner, no matter where it came from, McDonald's or the grocery store or made from scratch, like they're fed. Way to go, mom. And when I talk to myself like that, I grow more confident in myself. And when we acknowledge our wins like that and what we've done and how far we've come, it just helps to change our mindset so much. Not every day is going to be perfect, but you can find a win in every single day. That was a huge shift in perspective for me. I was sometimes my own worst bully when it came to how I talked to myself. But forcing myself to look for wins made me look at things from another perspective, to be gentler and kinder with myself and acknowledge the good that I was doing. So for me today, it's a win that I recorded this podcast. I didn't know if I would have time, but I made it happen. Another win today, I washed all the bedding on my bed. It had been a while. But now my bed looks and smells so clean and fresh and I love it. So celebrate your wins, no matter how small they can be. It's a way of celebrating yourself. The journey is so much more enjoyable if you can learn to celebrate your small wins along the way, rather than thinking you have to suffer in pain all the time, or rather than thinking you're a failure all the time. Doing this is just another way of focusing on the positive and building that healthy relationship with yourself which is going to help you not only feel happier, but it's going to help you feel healthier physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. It's just a small thing that you can do to help yourself. Now, we've talked a lot about all or nothing on this podcast. Just because I shared these eight habits that healthier and happier people do doesn't mean that you should jump in and start doing all eight of them all of the time immediately right now. But my hope is that it will inspire you to do one of these things, or maybe a thought came into your head about what you need to start to make a habit in your life. Don't ignore that thought or inspiration. That's your knowing trying to tell you something. So start with that one thing and really focus on it. Try to master it. And then you can add another one on top of that when you feel ready. I have really been working on incorporating these habits into my life. And I'm still a work in progress. I have not mastered all of these yet, but Because the people that have these habits in their lives are a little bit healthier and a little bit happier, that's what I want to be too. And it's habits like these that are shaping me into that person that I want to become. And I'm learning to focus on the progress instead of perfection. 
habits don't mean we have to do them perfectly every day. It just means that we're trying to do them a lot of the time. And that is how we make progress. I think so many times when we set goals for ourselves, we think the only way to do them, the only way we're going to reach those goals is to do it all perfect. And then when we don't, we give up. That's why there's a quitter's day in January for those times when we're like, oh, can't do this. So instead, focusing on habits lets me look at it as more of a journey and a path that I'm heading down. Sometimes it's super bumpy and imperfect, but I just keep going. These habits have changed my life little by little. And I hope that me sharing them today has given you some ideas, things you want to bring into your life too. So thanks for joining me today, everybody. I appreciate you being here. Keep doing what you're doing. The world needs you. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Moms on the Rise podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the Mommy Tummy Fix program. If you are interested in learning more about how to take care of your body from a place of love, head over to themommytummyfix.com and join our community of over 10,000 women who are finding ways to live a complete and healthy life one small choice at a time. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review, a rating, and follow along so that you don't miss a single conversation. Keep on rising.